Welcome to the Neon Noise Podcast, your home for learning ways to attract more traffic to your website, generate more leads, convert more leads into customers, and build stronger relationships with your customers. And now your hosts, Justin Johnson and Ken Franzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Neon Noise Podcast, where we help you decode marketing and sales topics. This is Justin, and with me, I have my co-host, Ken. Ken, what's going on? Not too much, Justin. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Uh, we talk quite a bit about the importance of tracking metrics on your website. It allows you to get a good understanding of what your visitors are doing once they arrive to your website. It also helps you identify areas that you may be excelling and some areas that you could possibly use some improvement. Um, obviously, most of us want to increase our metrics for items like visits, unique visitors, page views, etc. These metrics indicate that things are probably going well and headed in the right direction. However, the metric for bounce rate is one that we would prefer to have lower a lower number as opposed to something high. So we get a lot of questions from business owners like, um, my, I'm not getting any leads from my website, or we've got all kinds of website traffic, but our submissions are really low. Um, people are coming to my website, but they're not staying long. We hear a lot of stuff like this. And once we go back in and start diving and digging into things, try to identify what their issues are, a lot of these questions that these businesses have, they could be indications that you are having some issues with your website and your bounce rate being higher than we would like it to be. So having a high bounce rate could mean that you have something wrong with your site or maybe possibly something wrong with your strategy. Either you know, you're attracting the wrong site visitor or visitors are coming and they simply are having a difficult time locating what they need. Today, we want to touch on website bounce rates, basically what website bounce rates are, and just cover some tips on ways that you can help reduce your website bounce rate. Um, you know, a lot of you guys are probably scratching your heads and wondering what the hell website bounce rate is. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you haven't even looked at your analytics report. If that's the case, not a big deal. This is what we're going to cover today. Okay. So the definition of a bounce rate is the percentage of single page visits, visits in which a person basically they came to your website and they left off of that entrance page. Bounce rate is a measure of visit quality and high bounce rate generally indicates the site entrance pages aren't relevant to your visitors. So basically, in a nutshell, having a high bounce rate could indicate the information that you have published isn't organized well, maybe it's hard to navigate, maybe it's not engaging to the site visitor. There's a number of different things that it could be. So we are going to address some of those problems by providing eight tips on things that you can do to help reduce your bounce rate. So Ken, why don't we, uh, why don't we dive in? What, uh, what do you got on the list for, for number one? First up is the formatting of your page. Um, we've mentioned this before, but a lot of times we'll get someone come through our front door and then run screaming <laughs> out back, out back out that door is just the fact that our site's not very visually friendly, that the formatting, it's a giant block of text. 
you know, you think back to how we used to build websites a long, long, long time ago, Justin. Remember what some of those sites used to look like? The 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 formatting, the 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 just you know, you had a left sidebar, a right sidebar, you had very similar content every single site. Yes. (laughs) Sure, sure. And so the the but it, it was ugly. It it was. I mean, compared, compared to, to now, what we yeah, of course. So I mean, back then, it actually, actually back in the worked. day, yeah, it was. No, ex- exactly. But that style of site today would would hit realize a very high sure. bounce rate. And so the things that we do now today that we 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 can put in play, um, use headlines, subheadlines, uh, make them big, mm-hmm. make them bold, make them stand out from the rest of the text. You know, use really good white space uh, balance in in your in your content. Uh, bullet points are underutilized. Uh, bullet points can can really help make your text appealing, seem more digestible, yeah. uh, easily easier to consume, easier to scan. Uh, bold up the text on some of the keywords for that topic of that page. People are going to come to your your that page. Based, you know, if they're coming from a search engine visit, they're looking at the title and the description and, and your uh, that they saw in the SERPs, and they're saying, okay, well, this is what this page is about. And they're going to quickly scan to see how so that's close relates. that yeah. matches. Yeah, and those those bold those those headlines, those bold bolded words, those are going to be the things that they're really going to cling uh-huh. on to. Um, visuals like images, charts, screenshots, where it's appropriate throughout the page. Um, there are a handful of really good readability tools out there that you can use to test your pages. Just do a Google search for website readability mm-hmm. tools. All you have to do is plug in your URL and it gives you the results. Um, and most of these will offer suggestions on what you can do to improve your page formatting. So yeah, definitely. Um, we should, uh, we should come up with, uh, there's a handful of them. I think that we use and we can include those in the show notes, but definitely helpful Perfect for, uh, helping out with your, your page formatting. Uh, second is we just talked about uh, value propositions not too long ago. Having a high bounce rate is usually due to not having a solid value proposition in place. If your customer is confused as to what you're selling or how you're going to solve their problem, um, you know, how you're going to address their problem, they're going to run for the exit right away, which is obviously going to increase that bounce rate. So the good news is you can address the problem fairly easily by adding a value proposition front and center for your website visitors. If your visitor has a good understanding right away when getting to your site on how you're going to help them solve their problem, then they should continue to stay on your site. Hey, Ken, what, um, what are some items that we can make sure that you have in place for your value proposition. Uh, some of the things when it comes to value proposition, y- you want to do is, you, you, I don't know, break it out. Answer the following questions. If you can, if you can quickly tell the site visitor what product or service you're selling, the benefits of that product or service, yeah. who that target buyer persona is that you're selling to, and what makes you different from your competitors, you're going right. to crush it. You're going to do much better. And that, that's going to give them a, a solid understanding, a solid foundation that's quick, easy to, to yeah. digest so that, that they instantly feel like I'm in the right spot or, or maybe they're not in the right spot and, and, and they should yeah. bounce. And, and that's okay, too. Um, then then it's not our value proposition. We figure out what the other. So one of the other tips will yeah. take care of that. But 
for the the points of the value proposition, cover those four items and and you'll you'll be way ahead. All right. So next up, include a strong call to action. You've done all this hard work, right? That you know it took you to get all these visitors to your page. You formatted the page nicely. You're providing great content. Uh, you're not, you just simply do not want them to bounce due to a weak call to action, right? All right, so include a strong call to action. You've done all this hard work attracting visitors to your page. You've formatted the page nicely. You're providing great content. Don't make them bounce due to a shitty call to action, right? We don't want them to exit the page. We want them to take action now. So our goal should be, for every visitor to buy our product or our service that we're selling, or at least be interested in moving on to get further information from us, right? So majority of websites we review, they don't even have a call to action in place. And this is absolutely a reason why you're going to have a high bounce rate and a lower conversion rate. So why don't we talk about some, some different tips for creating a, a strong call to action? Yeah. So, a couple tips for CTAs. Um, let's start with urgency. Um, create urgency. Give them a, a, a sense of we need to act yeah. now. Um, use discrete measurements and time in your call to action. Uh, phrases like click now, try our software today. Uh, you can even say that uh, there's some type of uh, exclusivity or limited availability to to that offer where uh, yeah, we're, now. we're, you know, 10, 10 free, 10 free trials are be given out now, be one of 10 and make that an accurate number, but give the visitor an understanding of how easy and immediate their action should be. Um, use numbers, concrete digits, including prices make the action very specific for the visitors and indicate a specific action, make your action as specific as possible. You, you have to tell them exactly what you want them to do. Don't leave any. I think this is a big one stolen that, that people struggle with areas. I do. I, do. I think that the, the, they're, they're somewhat assumptive. Yeah. Maybe tell them and what to they do. Say, well, tell them how to do it. Give them yes. specific, Very specific direction on how to, where to go next. Yes, absolutely. And make sure that there's no mistake. I mean, I'm not undermining the intelligence mm -hmm. of anyone's audience, but set it up to where a third grader can understand how, what they exactly. should be doing, what that next step yep. is. It, it shouldn't, there shouldn't be a question there. Um, make your CTA clickable. Uh, and this seems like a, a well, duh moment, but <laughs> if you're using a text link, underline it, make it easy to see. If you're using a button, Give them, take advantage of some of these CSS abilities, whether it be drop shadows, 3D effects, whatever. Make sure that it looks like it's clickable. Um, I think that buttons that alter some some way when you hover your cursor on yeah. the top of them, um, whether it be they invert color or something, uh, definitely lets me know that this is an actionable component, a, a hotspot. Uh and, and again, I go back to the beginning of this. These seem like no, well, dumb moments, but they're small, simple things that you can do that, that have a major mm -hmm. impact. So make sure that your CTAs are clickable. Um, the other thing that I, I think is often overlooked 
it should be utilized is is the use of color. Um, use contrasting colors. It draws the eye. Uh, figure out where you know, where, where you want them to go and make sure that, that that's the focal point and, and leverage the use of those contrasting yeah. colors in I think that that's section. Another big one. So you get a lot of sites that um, people send over to us and they've got, you know, a, a specific color scheme, you know, maybe there's it's blues and, and greens or something along those lines. And then, you know, all their CTAs are blue and green. And just kind of blend sure. right in with everything else, and you don't—it doesn't stand out, so you don't even know it's there. No, that's 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 a great point. And to kind of piggyback off the colors, another thing I really like to the, when creating CTAs is if you're using an image of, of a person, mm-hmm. have their eyesight look at the actual mm-hmm. button or CTA itself. So if somebody's on there, make that. Uh, Make their focal direction be at the CTA. Be at the yeah, CTA. It, it, it'll naturally guide your user yeah. to it. Um, which which kind of segues in the next tip is, is positioning. So if you can put your CTA above the fold, I mean, if we can present the site visitor with a call to action immediately when they land on the page without requiring yeah. scrolling, then then that's awesome. Some pages have more content than others. So obviously position the call the, the call to action, the CTA, where the page naturally, you know, it makes the most sense. If if there needs to be some content that's important leads to that yeah. CTA, then then you know, make that be uh in the proper progression, I guess. But uh having a great call to action is going to improve your your visitor usability. So Giving your visitors a great user experience will keep them on your site. Every additional second they spend on your site is only going to help improve your conversion rate and then also lower that bounce rate. So take these tips that we just talked about for CTAs, implement them. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely bear Beautiful. Fruit. All right. So number four. Get rid of annoying pop-up windows. I know this sounds ridiculous, but and everybody should know it, but it's not it's not nearly as bad as it was 10, 15 years ago where there was just pop-up, pop-up, pop-up everywhere. But however, we still run into plenty of websites that have that dreaded pop-up window right when you get to the front door of the site. And it's does that annoy you? I mean, it annoys the crap out of me. Um yeah, <laughs> it's just I, the first thing that you do I'm when there. you get to a landing page or something, and you got this, this giant pop-up window. There's nothing more frustrating. Yeah, I don't like it. Right? Yeah, right when I'm starting to you know try to get into what you know, let's say it's a blog post, and I want to start reading it, and all Ooh. of a sudden I have to start clicking things. You know, it's it, frustrating. It's putting masks over top mm-hmm. of the content I'm trying to get to. I agree. So with that. very frustrating. That's not only me. Um, I read someplace that there were around 70% of website visitors found pop-ups irrelevant. So we're, we're trying to lower our bounce rate, right? Not turn away seven out of 10 visitors that are coming to our website. So I would suggest that you just remove any pop-up completely from your site, in my opinion. Um, anything that's going to distract me from being able to read your content is probably going to make me immediately take off from your website. So try avoiding pop-ups if possible. Um, 
I will go ahead and you can thank me now for adding 70% more website visitors to your website. <laughs> yeah. If you find that you, you, you need to, you want to have that pop up, then, then I think there's less intrusive ways you can go about doing it. I think that, you know, putting it to be uh, a trigger that happens uh, three milliseconds after they land on your page is the wrong yeah. way to go. Um, give them, if you're going to have a pop-up that needs to cover the page, give them a couple, give them a chance to look around, at least walk in and take off their coat before you start bombarding them. Other things you can do is, is it doesn't have to be a, a smack dab right in the middle of the page, covering it up so you cannot continue reading that content any further unless you uh, click on the pop-up. It just or, should not distract from it. why they're there in the first place. Period. Correct. So I've seen some subtle use of them where they they're on the bottom right corner different. where they pop up. Totally. And they only they only uh, consume you know maybe the bottom fifteen percent mm-hmm. of the page in the bottom right corner. So those I don't mind because I'm just kind of like well I can work around this. But when you force me to uh, what is that Forbes or Inc magazine I can't remember which one it is. Every time I click on one of their articles they put me this stupid pop up and they have to you know it's it's a countdown like a yeah. So how often do you stay I'm, on that page? Like, Perfect example. Well, I took some, like, but I, I, I don't. It's a pointless pop up. It's, it's exactly. It's, it's, it <laughs> so annoys me. You're it just like me, you know, right? You're one of those seventy percent. Sure, they're they're selling impressions. My favorite thing in the world is, is impressions. Uh, there's sarcasm in there, heavily laden. So if you're not picking yeah. that up, um, I'll I'll explain it to you. So they're selling impressions, and that's how they get their impressions, and it's total BS because. Uh, I don't remember any of those advertisers. I'm looking for the skip button as quickly as I possibly can to move on um, as we go. So beat the crap out of pop-up windows there, but uh, number five, decrease your page load time. You know, speed is, we just recently talked about this not that long ago, I think. Speed is extremely important to users. They, They expect your website to load within one to two seconds. And the longer that it takes for your page to load, the better chance that they are going to be clicking on one of your competitor websites or going to one of your competitor ads or whatever it is. So Google is also concerned about, about your site speed. Your rankings can slip if your site is constantly slow to load, you know, and that is also going to obviously result in higher bounce rates. So bottom line, just a slow site is going to discourage visitors from sticking around and waiting for your site to load. So what are some tips for decreasing load time for our listeners? Uh, I think the biggest violator, uh, one of the biggest is, is images. A lot of times images are dropped into sites and they're not optimized properly and they're giant images. And uh, so, so making sure that those, those images are, are properly optimized uh, to be, we don't want to sacrifice quality. We still want their, our images that are so important to telling our yeah. story and delivering our message to be as, as quality as possible, but they don't need to be that, that gigantic 3.2 megabyte file that you pulled <laughs> off your, your digital camera and loaded right into your website, take it into a photo editor and uh, crop that baby down, crop Re, the baby uh, down, resize resize yeah. it so that it just uh, make it smaller make it's it, as small make as it, it can be a reasonable size um other things i that really crush load times is is sometimes there's there's unnecessary scripts running in the background um and then the other thing i see a lot of times is 
is plugins. You know, a lot of sites are using WordPress or uh, which which uses plugins. Magento uses extensions, and sometimes these add-ons, you know, they're they're super handy. They're they're easy to drop in. So sometimes we run into sites which with really slow load speeds, and we see that there are uh, a warehouse full of plugins all installed and activated that aren't even relevant. being used, and yeah. it's just yeah, it. A lot of times, just cleaning right. those out and getting rid of what's not being used. Declutter your your the plugins in your WordPress. Declutter uh, your box dashboard, and, and you'll probably see a lot of uh, a lot of help there. But um, yeah, correcting your load time it's going to reduce that bounce rate, and so that's not going to keep your visitor smile. But as you mentioned, it's going to keep the search engine happy. And the search engines are looking at bounce rate too. They're they're taking that in consideration yeah. when. As, as a as a search signal and if you have a lot of people Clearly coming to your they're site not interested in what you're putting yeah. in front of them exactly then if you're uh if you're bouncing especially for a certain keyword let's say you start ranking well for for one of your favorite keywords but then the bounce rate on that's super high you're gonna lose your your positioning on that right away because the search engine is like well we thought this was relevant but the in actual usage uh the the way that the users are interacting with this page doesn't doesn't speak to that and so therefore uh it looks like based on the, the bounce rate that they're getting to what we thought was a quality mm-hmm. result and they're not finding what they like and they're leaving we're gonna have to drop this in our search results down a little lower for something that is yeah. performing better so um there's a lot of reasons to get that bounce rate down and uh, don't let the page nope. speed one. Up. Absolutely not. So number six is you are not targeting the right visitors or maybe not targeting the right visitors based on where they're at in their buying cycle. Um, higher bounce rates, they generally indicate that you may be getting the wrong visitor from the very beginning. As a result, that could be a problem with your, your targeting. So you may want to consider looking at your content marketing strategy at this point. It's possible that you have content structured for the buyer that is only interested in buying from you today. So you're focused on someone that is more at the end of the buying cycle. If your website visitor is just coming to do research on a product or a service that you have and you are only displaying content for somebody that is a different stage in the buying cycle, you're going to lose that visitor due to the content not being relevant to where they're at today. Um, So you just need to consider a, a content strategy that takes care of basically every stage of the buying cycle. Um, Ken, what are some tips for, uh, making sure that we have all those buying cycles covered. So we have the three stages of the buyer's journey or the buyer cycle. Uh, we have awareness, consideration, decision. So I think that the best way to go about this is creating offers for each one of those, each of these stages. Yeah, yeah I mean, for those that are at the beginning of the buyer cycle, you know, we see that a lot though. We see when we talk about that a lot is we, we see where. Um, they've got offers set up and they're for somebody that's, you know, they're ready to buy it today and that's it. And there's, and there's not anything for people that are, you know, considering their products. Sure. I mean, if you think about just the simple logistics of, <laughs> if you want to get around a bounce rate and if your only CTA on your page is a bottom of funnel yep. offer, statistically that's let's say let's just be really generous and say five percent of your traffic high but i know i am 
But yeah. let's just say it's 5%. Then only 5% of them are clicking through and ending up on a second page. I'm not saying this is the only way you're going to get a, a, another second page look on your site. Mm-hmm. But back up, stick with me here for a second. If you had a top of funnel or middle of funnel offer that clicked through to another yeah. landing page, more of your site visitors are going to connect yeah. with that better. And they're going to likely, the likelihood of them clicking on that is higher. And you're going to then be serving up a second page, which voila, you just solved your boundary you. problem. You've taken them to a yeah. second page. So there's dual purpose here. It's, it's actually just good marketing to, to serve up and be recognizing those that aren't just ready to buy today and need to uh, be, they, they have some education left, they have some yeah. research left to conduct and be that person that helps them out. But, you know, it solves a lot of problems there. And, and this isn't difficult. Just work on creating for your buyer persona, some of the, addressing some of those concerns that happen earlier in the buyer's journey. Perfect. All right. So cover all your bases for your buying cycle. Number seven is your visitors are being sent to external websites. You know, you've created all this great content and you've included, maybe included some, some quotes to, for, to an external site, or you've referenced something from an external site and you're providing a link to give them credit to the source. Like we talked about earlier. All right. So what happens here is every time a visitor clicks on a link to an external page, they have to click back buttons to come back to your website. So this is obviously going to decrease, you know, page views on your site. There's a real simple fix for this. When you have these links set up for, you know, different sources and whatnot that you're trying to um, give credit to on your site, set it up so it opens up a new tab or a new window and ensures that your website is basically still open underneath it so they don't have to continue to try to click back to get to you. This will greatly reduce um, your bounce rate if you've got external links set up on your pages. Yeah, and, and it also speaks to the, the the fact of when you sometimes you run into where it's easier to link to an external site where maybe that's content you should create on Correct. your own site. And, and this happens a lot. I don't like to drive traffic. So, so you made mention of referencing sources. Uh, where it's due all day long, absolutely yep. without a doubt. To uh, give credit where credit's due, where I see this happen most often is when we're in the content creation phase for a website, and the client just really wants to be lazy with the content. And they'll say, "Well, I carry this line. Let's just link to the manufacturer website." And it's like, no, that's yours. not yeah. what we're going to do here. We need to create copy for this and talk about their products on our yeah. website and keep them under our Great roof. Point. So, um, there's. There's there's that small twist to the 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 tip that you just made there, but uh, you definitely yeah if if you got a link to an external website then have it open up a new browser tab so that your site's still there it's not uh, being replaced for that new business. right all right number eight is reduce your bounce rate by having a mobile friendly site we've discussed the importance of having a mobile friendly site we're not going to dive into all that but. Um, as well as the amount of people that are searching for your products or services, it's 
it's what did we what did we say last week? It's probably exceeding fifty percent of your website traffic. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you look it's, at all the it's high. reports. And 50, 50, 60 it's percent. Well anyhow, half. so it's time to make your website mobile friendly because your customers have their mobile devices on them everywhere. We're living in a mobile age right now where 90 to 95% of your customers are on mobile. So it's time to make your website mobile friendly because your customers have their mobile devices with them everywhere. We're now living in a mobile age. I would guess anywhere from 90 to 95% of your customers are on mobile. So your website must be optimized for them. As you can see, there are quite a few different items that could affect your high bounce rate. If you're experiencing a high bounce rate, review the list that we've discussed today, make adjustments, and continue to monitor your bounce rate. Well, that wraps up the episode for today. We hope you enjoyed the conversation about bounce rate and how it will help you understand bounce rate better and address some of the problems you may be having. Until next time, this is Justin and Ken from Neon Noise. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Neon Noise podcast. Did you enjoy the podcast? If so, please subscribe, share with a friend, or write a review. We want to cover the topics you want to hear. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like Justin and Ken to cover, connect with us on Twitter at Neon Goldfish or through our website at neongoldfish.com.